Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is a little bit of a point five episode, once again. It is taking place on the May 21st, 2019, and it's only just Yahoo's Ken, and we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Unfortunately, no grade today. It seems like we always only do point at five episodes and he's not around. <laughs> but yeah, so with this episode, we are going to talk about Asen, was it? Yes, Asen, also known as Anime Central. It is the third biggest anime convention in the United States. It's located in Chicago. Okay. And Chicago, Illinois, to be exact. Mm-hmm. As or opposed to, Rosemont. as opposed to Chicago, Russia. Well, yeah, just to specify, it's so it, we. I always say Chicago. It's really in a little city called Rosemont, Illinois, which mm. is maybe about twenty thirty minutes from downtown Chicago, and it's Uh-oh. really close to the airport. So it's, it's really next to, to um, O'Hare, then. Yeah. Yep, it's like right next to it. all those hotels along the strip of Rosemont connect o'hare they all have a um little bus that goes to the airport so the cool thing about that convention center is anyone who wants to fly in there it's super easy to get a hotel along the strip and many of those two of those hotels convent the, the i cannot talk tonight two of those hotels connect to the convention center themselves oh wow so the Hyatt and embassy suites because i've in the past i've actually stayed at those connecting hotels before and this was years and years and years ago before ASEN became as big as it did. Let's just say I did not stay anywhere near that strip because I could not afford the prices and they were all sold out. They sell out a year in advance. Oh, wow. As soon as they announce the hotel block, they're gone. So it's a very big convention and it's a lot of fun. And I will say they get some of the best guests. Which, which kind of is the reason I went, is there was one guest who was announced very early on, a voice actress named Nakahara Mai, and she voices one of my favorite characters, Mai Tokiha from My Hime. She also does a million gazillion other anime voices, a lot of ones I'm big for fans of. She was in Higarashi no Nakokoro ni, she was Reina. But she was the reason I was going to go on Saturday only. I'm like, I'll just go on Saturday. I want to see her. I wanted to meet Justin Cook, who did Yusuke Nihak show. Crispin Freeman, who did So Goddess and Slayers. Um, they also had a lot of the Idolmaster and Review Starlight cast there as well. They had Aya Suzaki. <laughs> I did not get to meet them because all their ticket times fell into other things and also suzaki aya sold out before i could get a ticket yeah she's one of the bigger ones there anyway so i would Mm -hmm. have assumed uh, she plays mina in bang dream so yep and the funny thing was is i forgot my bang dream set and i realized it when i got there (laughs) so maybe it's maybe it was like a reason why i didn't get to get her autograph but I tried to get her ticket, and as soon as I got up there, they you have to wait in a line to get your autograph tickets, and you can only get one ticket each time you go through the line. 
So I first went for Nakahata Mai, and they had designated times for depending on what day for what person was showing. So when I was there Friday, Nakahata Mai was the first one I grabbed because she was one of the main reasons I did go. We'll get into the other big, big reason why I ended up going almost the whole weekend. Mm. And so I got went to get her first, and then I went to get Justin Cook because I really did want him. I brought my, my Yu Hakusho sets. Then I'm like, well, mostly the English ones sell out first. So I went to get some of those. Then I actually, you know, Suzaki I was the third one I was going to get. I walk up to get her. Right as I get to the counter, they pull her name off, and she's got, she was gone. Because someone before me tried to get her, and they says, oh, shit, we don't have any more left. And then I'm like, and I see them take her name down, and my face is like, oh, I need a backup now. So my backup was Crispin Freeman. Ah, uh, so that's why you were talking about him. <laughs> yep, he was my backup. Um, but I do love Zelgatis from Slayers. I love the English cast of Slayers, which is one thing you don't hear me say. I love an English cast member because I'm not into dubs. But there are some dubs I've liked and are all older, such as Yu, Hakusho, and Slayers, and Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. Those ones I really enjoyed. So I wanted, you know, he was my backup. I was so upset about Suzaki Aya. And also, a late announcement was the whole cast of Maiden Abyss. What? Including the director. The director of Maiden Abyss was there. That sold out right away. That was gone. That was, they had a Saturday signing, and I got in line for that, and I got in line early. Before I even, I was pretty close in line. They must have not had very many of those. I was gone. I was gone fast. That was also gone for Friday when I got there. Before I, when I got up there, they were gone. Um, they also had the whole cast for the time I got reincarnated as a slime. I think they had the... I don't know if they, they had some of the creators there. And they also had Kenichi Sonata, who is known for Gunsmith Cats and Writing Bean. And he also did the concept art for Otaku no Video. So yeah, they had a lot of big names. But here's the real reason I went Friday. Is so on April 29th, Asen dropped the promo that M-Flow was going to be there. And that changed my tune of, I'm just going to go Saturday for one day to, holy crap, I have to go Friday. They're doing their concert on Friday night. I'm not missing this. This is a once in a lifetime chance to see them live. I have always wanted to see them live. They're one of the artists I never thought I would get this chance, especially in the United States. So when I saw them there, I'm like, ooh, I can go Friday. Let's see if I can actually take a vacation day and go, which that got approved and I left Thursday night because I wasn't missing their concert. Not only did Mflo do a concert, they did the next day on Saturday, they had an autograph signing and they also had a Q&A panel. I am so jealous about that because, you know, no fault to Kawaii-Con. And I'm very, very happy for to have seen them live for Kawaii-Con. But unfortunately, they weren't able to do much things like that for Kawaii-Con. So I'm quite, quite jealous that you were able to do such things. I, I will say I was very lucky because Asen gets a lot of good music guests. And I saw Flo there in 2011 or 2012. Mm. I'm trying to remember. I think it, it was 2012 because I skipped my graduation to go see them. 
<laughs> yes, I did. Skipped it to go see them live. And I remember I, I got my associates in 2012. Yes, I had to think about that. But I skipped walking because of ASEN, and I'm like, I'm not missing them. So, and they've had other big names. And ASEN always blows it out of the park with their musical guests. This one blew it out of the park and took everything away because they had a lot of other great DJs there too. As the M-Flow concert was a combination of they did this whole DJ set list. And the first ones were called Snack Attack and they were awesome. And I got to meet them as well. I saw them. I actually got to chat with them while waiting to talk with DJ Taku and Verbal. And they were they are great. They were great people and they did an awesome show. Super sweet. And they, and then they also had M they did M flows live, which was, they were the third to come on. They came on about midnight. I was not intending to stay up that late because my bedtime is 10 or 11, but I will say I was really tired until M flow came on and all my energy just revived. I was, they got everyone to jump, everyone to interact. They played miss you. The whole crowd sang with them. It, they played a lot of love. A whole crowd was singing with them. Astro Sexy. I mean, it was just amazing. And when they first came on stage, I actually had tears in my eyes. I was crying because I was so happy <laughs> to be there. And plus, I was really tired. <laughs> and I, I don't, when I'm tired, sometimes when I'm tired, <laughs> it's, I it's not, it's not only tears of happiness, it's tears of tiredness. <laughs> yeah, so it was both. It was like, I was, when I'm tired, I cry really easily. So, mm. like, it was my happiness of, like, I... I try not to cry when I'm happy, but I was at that point, I was tired and really happy. So I was just sitting there with like tears because I was so happy to see them live and to see their entrance and just the excitement. And after that, I was not tired after that, their set. I was up. I was wide awake. Uh, you know, they energized everyone. Everyone got into it. They played for over an hour because they started at actually about 11.40 they started. And then they went to about 1 a.m. Mm. So it was it was awesome. I, I was amazed. Um, seeing Verbal get up and dance with the crowd. DJ Taku got up there. It just... I, I cannot just say my amazement of it. And if they're going to be playing live... Whenever you see them playing live... Try to go see them. Do your best to see them perform because it is worth it. And I am sad that Lisa wasn't there as I would love to see her on stage because I followed her when she was an M-Flow. I also followed her solo career very, very steadily and I have all her solo albums. So I, I look forward to the day I get to see her perform with them as all of M-Flow. But DJ Taku and Verbal killed it as M-Flow on Friday night and... Even the people who probably weren't there to see them, who didn't know who they were, became a fan in that instant just by looking around. I would turn around and look at the crowd, and it was just amazing. Amazing, the energy and everything they embodied. I cannot describe how much it meant to me, and I do get a lot of videos of it, but at the same time, they're me. When I'm holding the camera, I was not holding it steady. I was jumping around. So those videos probably didn't turn out very good. <laughs> they're, they're, it's going to be shaky cam experience. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was amazing. But I will, 
the thing that was even better is on Saturday was their their autograph session and their Q and A. I will say they are the most nicest, personable gentlemen I have ever met, and I. You know, out of all the guests, so I met several of the guests while I was there on Friday and Saturday. And first it was Justin Cook who stuck out to me, the voice of Yusuke, because he took a lot of time with his fans and signed what they brought, actually sat down and talked with them, which is why his his line took a while. Well, the rest of the guests were like, sign, say hi, you know, I love your show, go. You know, so like with Justin Cook, he was the first one, like, oh my God, he's amazing. I don't know if anyone can top this because he was so sweet to his fans. Verbal and Taku topped that because I didn't know what to expect when meeting them. I hadn't, you know, I really didn't know if it would be like a, you know, hurry up and rush because they got a lot of people they want to meet or if they're going to spend time with you. You really don't know what guests you don't know with, you know, because they all have handlers. You don't know how it's going to be because when we were waiting in line, we got told only one autograph, you know, no photos or anything. So that's what we were told. And I only brought, I actually brought all their stuff for the, all their stuff because I didn't know what I want signed. But I did pick out one thing, which was the 205 Budokan concert at Beat Space Nine. Mm. That's actually the first tour I ever bought by them. And it's the one I've watched a million gazillion times. So I did have them sign that instead of one of my CDs because I could not make a decision on which CD. So I brought that up and I noticed that, and while I was waiting in line, I noticed they were taking photos with people. So when I got up there, I got to meet them. And as soon as I handed the the concert to Verbal and Taco, Verbal's like, oh, wow. He's like, this brings me back. (laughs) You know, seeing that, it's like, you know, and I know there are some people who probably brought like Expo Expo. I saw someone with a DVD of that. I'm like, that's, that was awesome, you know. And I had Expo Expo on me, but I'm like, I really want this one signed. So he signed it and I got to talk with Verbal and DJ Taku and they took a photo with me. They're like, do you want to get a photo? So I got to get a photo with them, which was awesome. And I actually got to sit and talk with them for a little bit at the autograph thing. You know, they asked my name. They wrote, they personalized my item, which made me really, really happy. Um, and I talked to them a little bit about, about Oda Quest, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And I also talk, I just mentioned, hey, we do have a Japanese music podcast. And I told them, they're, the re- they're my inspiration for one of the big, they're one of the big, big inspirations of me getting into Japanese music and finding all the artists I love. If it weren't for Mflow, I wouldn't have all the artists I love and that really, really got me into it. I probably wouldn't be as into it if it weren't for them. With all the collaborations they did, it opened my eyes to new artists and new music genres. I, I mean, before them, I really only had, like, Kodakumi, Boa, Hamasaki Ayumi, you know, Utada. It probably probably Hmm? would have taken you a longer time to be more exposed to all these artists compared to when we first got to Enflow. Because I felt that way. Enflow, you know, introducing me to all these different artists through the uh, Love Swiss series was such an amazing thing because it blew my mind on all mm-hmm. these different artists. That's how I got introduced to Melody. Yep. And Katomilia and all those things. And e- even Kotokumi, who I I know of, but I was like, you know, you weren't 
in the early odds, you weren't an established artist unless you teamed up with Enflo at that time. And that's yeah, they, that's how big a pool they had. And it, it's, you know, I am so jealous about that. I, I'm really, really am jealous because I wanted to go and actually have this conversation and talk to them and and take a picture with them be, and tell them, you know, a lot of their stuff because without them, probably throughout my high school, I probably wouldn't have taken Japanese seriously. Yeah, I, I, I understand it completely because I was the same way. They inspired me to actually study it more. And I, I started self-studying more. And then I actually got the nerve to, when I went to college, because this was in high school, I really got into, none of our classes had Japanese. You didn't have the option. You had French, German, and Spanish where I live. You know, so when I got into college, that's the first thing I wanted to do. I said, I want to take Japanese and actually study it in a classroom and not self-study. But when I was in high school, I bought self-study books. I bought kanji books. I bought phrase books. I bought, you know, like, like grammar books because I wanted to learn. And I tried to teach myself and I did decent at it, but it's not the same. I sat and watched Mflow like interviews on YouTube. I remember watching it to help myself learn, you know, and I, I, I did geek out when I met them at the autograph session. I majorly geeked out and pretty much told them they, they are one of my inspirations for the reason why I love Japanese music. And one of the reasons that when we started this podcast, I feel like they're a big part of it. Oh, yeah. Because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. Like, I feel like for me, the whole aspect of there with love series, uh, picking up artists and introducing them to, to people that might not know them is a whole reason why I wanted to do Indie Corner and Music Corner so that we could spread more knowledge of all these artists that are doing mm -hmm. so much good work that just might not get the chance to shine, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, there's so many artists they did collabos with who shine to the point I bought their album right away. I went, I found them, and I bought that album. And I was a not very, I was a not well off high school kid and then early college kid, you know, who didn't have much funds. But I would find a way to buy like some of those artists' albums because I ended up enjoying them so much. And the reason I followed Melody's career for so long, like every release she did, I bought. And, you know, Kato Emilio was the same way. And Boa, I was already a huge fan of Boa. So just them doing a collab with her always made me happy. And same with Koda. I was actually a bigger, I was a huge fan of her before M-Flow. And when she did do her collab with M-Flow, was amazing. And I know she did a collab with Lisa beforehand, which is Switch. So just, and all the music they produced is just, it's just amazing. And there's some I didn't realize they produced until, you know, it didn't really hit me. DJ Taku produced Heartstales. I didn't realize that. I don't know why. Oh, wow. You know, and I did? Yes. I'll get to that because uh, I still got to talk about their Q&A panel. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there, there's just so many works they've done and it has such an impact on me. So me geeking out and meeting them, I, I'm glad I didn't cry. 
I did some, I, I was repping my Kotakumi hoodie because I showed him, I said, you know, you guys are one of the reasons I love Japanese music and I'm wearing my Kotakumi hoodie, <laughs> <laughs> my tour hoodie, you know, and I was just so ecstatic and I had my Jasmine t-shirt, tour t-shirt underneath, which it was too cold for me to take my hoodie off though. So I, I was just ecstatic and they were the nicest, sweetest guys and that just made me happy. Uh, my sister also waited in line with me because I got her into Mflo because she heard me listen to them all the time and she really loved them. She actually ended up getting two things signed because she they had their tripod EP2 for sale and she really wanted, you know, to have that, have that. So she bought that. And she also had the, the Mflo Loves Boa Love Bug single. So they signed that and they asked, do you want us to sign the tripod EP2? We'll sign it for you. Oh, wow. I'm like, that was really, really nice of them. My sister was so happy. Like, she was so excited. And it made me happy to see that she was happy. She was, she's like, they were so nice. I'm so glad I got to meet them. And I know they were one of her inspirations for liking a lot of the music that I like, too. I mean, we, I got her into that, and she still listens to all their songs, and I do, too. Yeah, there's so many. And just seeing that, they're, you know, me loving them got my sister into their music as well. So I I feel like, I don't know. I, it just made me happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but after that, like, I almost jumped in line to get another autograph because I'm like, I want another one. I want a CD side too. But I'm like, I'm not going to be greedy because there are other people in line and I don't want to get in the way of someone else. You know, and I know they ha- they're busy and, you know, they got places to be. But um, later on that evening, they had a Q&A session. I lined up really early for that because I was super, super excited. Me and my sister both did. We got out of our Fruits Basket panel, the cast reunion panel at like 7-ish. And our panel started at 8.30. So first thing we did, or first thing I did, I went to the bathroom. And then I went and sat down (laughs) right outside the panel room and waited. I wanted a front row seat (laughs) because I didn't know how packed it'd be. And I was just like so excited. I could not contain my excitement. And when more people started to sit down and wait for the panel, I started talking about our podcast and, you know, talking about, you know, just about Enflo's career with people and one of their Mm, favorite mm, songs mm. and showed a couple people our website. But I made a lot of friends in there. And that's the one thing I love about conventions is I love talking to people Mm. and I love making new friends. So whenever I was in line, I always talk to someone. I, I tried to get everyone excited or at least, you know, give them tips if they were talking about something you know, like autographs or ask questions about something and I knew the answer or, but I felt like the Mflow line was just really excited. There's so many people lined up. It was, it was awesome. You know, there were two lovely ladies I got to talk to in line. Um, they were super sweet and they were really excited and they were so shocked that Mflow was there too. And just like me, just like us, you know, Mflow was one of their inspirations. So hearing that and the impact this group has had on so many people is amazing. So, so Q and A, I didn't know what to expect because I I didn't read the description of the booklet. I never do. I'm just like, oh, I want to see this panel, <laughs> or I'm seeing it no matter what. So I thought it was going to be a Q and A, like we could ask them questions. So funny thing is, is I thought of a list of questions while I was sitting in that line. So I was all prepared, you know, I'm like, I know my questions. I got, I got my hand ready to be raised. And then when the 
the the gentleman who got everything that you know they walked in we got all settled the gentleman who was doing the q a actually had written all the questions and kind of was doing more and he actually runs out a quest and he had some really good questions to ask them and i'm glad they did it the way they did because i learned so much about the group and that that hour that we we got to talk to them you know like hear what they had to say than i ever would have imagined you know compared to the questions i would have asked you know they were not as good as what this gentleman asked them because I learned, we learned so much. They talked about how they started an industry, how they met, you know, their, their careers and how, you know, they would, they would part ways. Verbal went to University of Boston, you know, and, but they still, DJ Taco and Verbal still kept in contact. They still talked about music and they'd share it over the phone. And just hearing that and seeing how they're, they've been such good friends since third grade is amazing. And hearing their stories and just how that they used to make mixtapes tapes and verbally used to hand them out in school. And I'm like, that is really cool. And DJ Taku DJed for their fifth grade social. I guess you'd call it a social or like a dance. Yeah. So it was really neat hearing their background, how they started and also how they met Lisa. And I, I loved hearing that and hearing their story their backstory that I've never heard before. And you hear a lot of things about the group. You read a lot of things online, but hearing it from them and learning from them and hearing these stories come from them is such a mind blowing experience to hear what they've gone through and what they've done. I enjoyed that, especially about the early career and how Lisa came to join. And even when Lisa went solo and they still remain great friends, it just, it's just amazing and I loved he actually my favorite part was hearing how they picked out they found singers for the love series that was my favorite so and I'll give me give me some yeah. examples how how was the selection process for that so for what they would so they had a couple different ways they did their selection process so a lot of times they would go to stores in Tokyo, like record stores, and check out different artists. And they would just randomly buy their CD. They, you know, hear something like one song from them, they go out and buy their CD, and they'd be like, "I want, I want to check this out." Like Melody, this is a great example. So they they saw Melody's first single being promoted in Tokyo, "Dreaming Away," so they went out and bought it. Verbal went out and bought it and listened to it. And he's like, "She's a really good voice." He went out right away and contacted a record label and asked if they could feature her in a song. And her record label was like, this is just her first single. She just did her debut single. Are you sure? <laughs> so they, they immediately asked for Melody. I'm like, that's one of the things they did. And I have, there was another one that I found super, super interesting. And I know you know who... So, DJ Taku and Verbal both said her name different ways. So, Verbal said Yoshika, and Taku said Yoshika. Mm. I don't know which one's right. I always said Yoshika because I wasn't sure if it's Yoshika, Yoshika. I mean, so it's, how they... it's, it's potato, potato, but it's more yeah. on how they do the, the... I almost spoke it in Japanese. How they did the pronunciation for certain words. Because Shio and Shio can mm -hmm. be pretty much said 
the same way or differently. Yeah. And I, I get that because I've messed that up before in people's names. <laughs> so how they chose her was very intriguing. And I almost raised my hand, but I couldn't remember the name of the website. So back in the day, this was in 03, I was also very prominent on forums. So Verbal mm. used to go to music forums, Japanese uh, music forums for Japanese music, but for U.S. based. So he liked to see what Japanese music or what people in the United States, like what type of Japanese music they were listening to. So he would go on this forum and he, he's like, I couldn't remember the name, but he described it. And, I, and in my head, I'm like, I used to be on that same forum. And that's how I got a lot of the music I got into, too, is I found out about MFlow on that forum. I found out about a lot of artists on that forum. That's what got me into a lot of it. And he said that's how he discovered her. In the forum, he saw them talking about the singer named Yoshika. And they're, or Yoshika, and they're, they're like, she's really good. She's a really soulful voice. So he's like, okay, I haven't heard of her. I'm going to go check her out. So he went to three different record stores in Tokyo. I think it was in Shibuya. Before he found her album. Or her, uh, her album, it was Straight Ahead, which I do own. I have a copy of that. And because he went around, no one knew who she was. He found it and he, he heard it and he's like, we got to have her. How cool is that, that he went on forums in the U.S. for Japanese music looking for seeing what we're listening to, knowing what the people want to hear and the fans want to hear. So you know, that's that's interesting that he did that, because then that means that he's more socially internationally aware of what's going on with their industry compared to what other artists might do which they might just only think domestically they were mm -hmm. thinking on the outset what would westerners like compared to just thinking about the domestic market which is really really smart and something mm -hmm. that is a little bit of ahead of his time honestly i i agree and if you think they've collaborated with a lot of international artists such as pharrell and there's it's just amazing and I, I loved hearing that, and in my head I'm thinking, what is the name of that forum? If I'm correct, it was called J... I think it was jpopmusic.com. It... I remember I had a user... My username... I know what my username is. My username's the same thing everywhere. It's Lunamarie87. So... I, I think two years ago I went to see if it still existed... And it closed down, but they started a new one in its head because all the admins had left from the original one. I don't know if it's still around again because it was, you know, a lot of the forum-based things have gone, aren't as popular as they used to be. And I remember I joined the newer one, but then I got, with work, working two jobs, I just didn't have time to go on forums. And a lot of the times I see something, I, I it's interests me. I go on YouTube, check it out, I like it, I buy the CD. So... I, I kind of want to go back into forums now, <laughs> but I remember that time, that time period from 203 to, to probably 2011, 12. That was one of the forums I was always on finding out about Japanese artists, new releases. They always dropped new release news on there. We didn't have websites for that. And just seeing that they went on there and seeing what other fans, what fans are listening to, what people here like is amazing. And it's a, you're right, it's very ahead of its time because you don't see many artists who do do that or would think to do that. So, and 
I loved hearing about that, how they chose their artists, going to different stores in Tokyo, too, and, you know, finding, you know, buying CDs and listening to them. Man, if I had, if I, I would love to do that. I felt like I did that when I was in Japan. When I was living there for a while, I would kind of do that at Book Off. I would look at the cover of a CD. I'm like, oh, she looks interesting. I want to check her music out. Or he looks really interesting. I want to check this out. I wish if I had that capability here, but we don't really have J-pop CDs in stores, and it makes me sad. But maybe, that maybe was, that maybe that can change with the uh, announcement that they might do. I later think on. it can change because, for example, I went in a local media store today, and we stopped in for a bit to look for something. They had K-pop CDs. They had a lot of K-pop CDs. So if K-pop can do it. I have confidence J-pop can do the same thing. I think it needs to be targeted towards specific artists. Just like K-pop is doing, it's very targeting specific ones. And I think M-Flow is one that can do that easily because of how their music is international. In my opinion, it is they can easily go international just by the style and also their personas. Just meeting them alone they they have something special and you know it when you meet them and you talk with them and they really do care about their fans so because we let's just say we ran short on time as they they we went the the pod the q a went through their career so it pretty much went with what they call the three stages you know early inflow with lisa then the love series and then after the love you know like love series and square one and nevin and that and then now there's third one which is kind of up and coming which you know with lisa back so it's kind of like you know the three stages and i look forward to what there is to come from them and they did hint at things i they also dropped their new single and music video which is awesome but they hinted at a lot of things later to come this year which really excites me because i'm ready for a new album by then i'm i I'm ready for their full, full comeback. And I think they made a great comeback because no question, it's still my jam. Yeah, no. I'm very, very excited for the future now. Now that I know that this isn't going to be a one in ten thing, I'm I'm really looking forward to what's what's going to happen with them now. Yeah, and they have plans. You can tell they're not done. They're not stopping anytime soon. And I've never been so excited for their for what what is to come. And the cool thing is, is after the panel, because we ran late and there was a movie premiere afterward. So we all had questions. Like I had a question. There was another girl who had a question. And she actually asked, I liked her question. It was a uh, what was it like working with Boa? For, you know, their collaboration with Love Bug. <laughs> so, and it was funny because they said, they said when Bo walked in the studio, she looked tired. You could see it. She was, like, exhausted. But when she went in the recording studio and started singing, she came alive. She had so much energy. And her, everything just changed. And you could just see it, how much she loves music. And when, you know, the camera's in front of her, when she's in front of a music video, she has that actor's personality and she just shines. So hearing that, I'm like, that is awesome. That I would love to meet Boa one day as well. And I would love to see 
her come back and do a show with them and as a special guest because I think that'd be amazing. So hearing that from them, I had some other questions we're, which we're going to get into. But the cool thing is, is afterward, DJ Taku's like, well, if anyone has questions, why don't we all go out in the hallway and we'd be happy to talk with everyone. Oh, wow. Uh (laughs) Yeah, hearing that was probably one of the greatest things of my life because how many people do that? How many, any, any celebrity, how many take that time to talk with their fans and hear suggestions and hear, hear, and, you know, ask their questions that they've always wanted to ask? How many people take that time to do that? Not very many. You know, in that moment, you just know how much they care about their fans. And they're just so happy to be there and talk with everyone. So they stayed for probably, I want to say, half an hour to an hour after the panel. I didn't leave there till after 1030. So, and I did get, I got to talk with Verbal for a bit because I, I asked my question is, they're going to be doing something called OdaQuest in California, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. And I did ask, are they planning to move it more into the Midwest or the East Coast as I'm more in the Midwest and right now they're doing it in L.A., which is West Coast. And it it was hinted that there's a possibility that that's something they do want to strive for for the future. I'm really hoping it does, because if it's Chicago or Kansas City, I can drive there and be there. If it's somewhere I can afford a plane ticket easily, I don't mind going. I don't mind flying. It's just plane tickets aren't the cheapest in the world. It's cheaper for me to drive. So just hearing that, you know, that was my main question. Of course, on my drive home, I think of all the other million questions I really did want to ask them. How did you discover Hinouchi Emi? How do you discover Emily? Because those are like two of my favorite singers who I haven't seen much come out from them lately, you know? How did you discover Heart? Well, actually, I know how they discovered Heart Steals. That was discussed. Um, that's how I found out they produced Heart St- uh, DJ Taku produced Heart Steals. So. But there are so many other ones I thought, oh my god, why didn't I ask this? Oh my god, why didn't I ask that? You know? But I feel like in the future, I'm hoping I will have that chance again to ask some of those questions and also ask about, you know... I don't know. My mind is just racing because there are just so many things that I would just, you know, love to ask or even for suggestions on what's a good way to spread Japanese music. Should I start? Can I hand out CDs to people and tell them to listen to it? Would that be copyright infringement? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I, know. I, I wish if I could do that, you know, just to say, here, check this out because I think you might like these artists because I feel like that's a good way to spread like music because if people hear it they'll want to buy it because I'm like that. If I Mm. hear something I like, I'm going to go out and buy it. Mm. Even if it's iTunes, if I can't afford the CD, I'll buy it on iTunes. You know, uh, I'll buy it digitally. And I've done that several times. I've bought both digitally and physically. But I've noticed that, like, my best friend, I've, I've, um, I've showed him some YouTube videos, like, hey, check this artist out. And he's like, oh, my God, I love her. Goes to iTunes and buys it. So I feel like that's a good way to... 
spread things. But, you know, I just keep thinking all the questions I want to ask them. But Verbal was like the nicest guy because I, I said, are you taking suggestions for OdaQuest and a future like future artist to bring here? Because I'm like, if so, I have a couple. <laughs> and I did. One was Chanmina because I love her. And I think she'd actually be a big hit here. It's not just because I love her, just her music style. I could see being very well received here. And I recommended Kira, which I don't know if she would be well-received here. She's more reggae, but I know the U.S. actually has a decent reggae scene. So, and because of her style, I think she's a good reggae R&B crossover. But that was just something, you know, and he, he even said, you know, we're always open to suggestions. Let it, you know, you can tweet at us on Twitter or Instagram, you know. And that made me happy to know that, hey, they're listening. They're listening to their fans and they care and they want to see what we want to hear, too, because we'll also be the people who will be going and buying those tickets. So I'm going to get into what they're doing and which it's called OtaQuest. Oh, O-T-A. First, first off, first off. Yes. Did you did you tell them about us? Yes, I did. Did you? I did. Did you tell them about our? the review i did <laughs> no i didn't i'm so sorry but he did say <laughs> hi for you because oh. i said my friend in hawaii is a huge fan of you probably bigger fan than me and he has he has loved your music and it has inspired him he he does the podcast with me and that you're one of the reasons we did this together and we're friends and i said he got to see you at Kauai Con. unfortunately he didn't get to meet you and he he was a little sad and he's like, well, tell him I said hi, and hopefully in the future, you know. Oh, that that brings so, that rough, ruffles my jimmies in a good way. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like, yeah, tell him I said hi, and that's when I messaged you. Oh my God, verbal says hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw that. And I was like, what the? What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> you probably thought I was drunk. I was like, oh, I wasn't. Okay, I didn't have I mean, any alcohol. I was like, oh. You're really excited. Okay, I'll let you have that, but I'll ask you later about this. <laughs> yeah, you probably thought I was just pulling your chain, you know? I don't <laughs> yeah, because uh, up until when you said, hey, you know, I sat down or well, didn't sat down. I got to talk to them for a very good time. I was like, oh, no, oh, crackers. <laughs> you actually <laughs> you were actually t- um, you weren't pulling my chain about that. <laughs> yep. I And I felt like that was the best experience I've ever had and verbal was super super nice and so was DJ Taku um I did ask DJ Taku regarding you know like recommended guests and they're they're working on stuff and they have great works in the future yeah because you know I I would love to have seen like syrup I think syrup would be a very good very good person to have done for this especially because his style is a lot more yeah. R&B and style like, but I think the only issue cuz he did bring this up cuz when I I brought up like I think Chanmina would be a really good person to bring over for, you know, and for her style and they both knew who she was cuz she she's apparently on the radar. The only issue is visas. Mm, is work yeah. visa because they have to be an established artist. So I can see that with Syrup as well. I can see that with Kira. I can see it with Chanmina because Chanmina is still new in the industry. She started in 2017. You know, Kira's been since 2016. I feel like that might not be established enough. 
and I think when I think of established artist, I think of Boa, Kodakumi, Kyari, you know, um, One OK Rock, you know, like really big, pretty big names that a lot of people know, like big, big. Perfume. And and perfume, yep. Yeah, Baby Metal, all that good stuff. Exile, you yeah. know. I think of ones that have been in industry for a long time. I would love to see Hamasaki Ayumi, but that, I don't think that will ever happen. <laughs> I think she, you know, just because how of big how she is. Yeah. You well, know. that too, and yeah, I think And her be... style too, because I, I don't know how she'd be received in America. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not sure. I personally love her and I'm a huge fan, but there, you know, I can see what they're going for in a style. I don't know if she would also fit into the type of... The type of festival they're doing as well. I think she could. But she's also just... She would be very expensive too. That would be the other thing I can just think of. But I could see any established artist. Oh yeah. Uh, And so I'm hoping... I think Chanmina will be one eventually. Syrup because they've been doing really good. They are amazing. Mm -hmm. So, but there are so many I could think of. And... I, I really want to see Hiduchi Emmy back. I love her so much. <laughs> and Emity. I love Emity. You know, and I would love to see Yoshika. Uh. But I don't I don't know if she does too much anymore. I have all her albums. Mm. Oof, I'd love to see her. Yeah. You know, but, but there are so many of those. Yeah, but, so what why don't we get into that that lovely announcement that So they're doing something called Oda Quest. And it actually started last year in a way at Expo, and Crystal K was there. Mm-mm. Yeah, this man, this I was the this was the whole thing that I was like, man, this is really really big. I, I this was during the time that I was on the edge of either going to Expo or going to Japan last year, and I was like, well, there's this huge music music Expo thing that they that they have a lot of big names, and I was like really debating. I was like, well. If I'm going there, well, A, I'm going to stick so much money <laughs> into that. But B, you know, it'd be a chance to see people that I loved that, that had mm-hmm. such a major influence on me. But then I ended yep. up g- going to Japan instead. <laughs> and Expo was out of my price range last year because yeah. I just started my new job. And I didn't have the vacation really for it which was the other issue, and there was no way I could get a ticket under, I forgot how much I looked it up, it was around under 600 And finding a place to stay, because all the hotels were booked around that time period. So yes, Expo would have been out of my price, out of my range last year, and I'm kicking myself for missing it. But, getting onto this, they're doing it again this year. It's called OdaQuest, and they got more big names back. And it is a stacked guest list in my opinion some very amazing artists they have Kyari Piamu Piamu which I am so ecstatic because she has a new single out and this is a great time to bring her over I think this will be amazing and they also got Capsule and when I saw Capsule's name my mind went like oh my god they got Capsule. I remember listening to Capsule back in the day. And I love Capsule. I was really ecstatic to hear that. And seeing them come over, that's pretty sweet. 
they also got someone else that we've been seeing on the Oricon chart who I freaking love. They got Hiromi Tosaka. Oh my goodness. As soon as I saw that in a flyer, I stared at it and I'm just like, oh, oof. man, I really need to go. I stared at that for a while. I'm like, that is huge. He's, they're all very talented. Seeing him on there, though, I'm like, wow. They also got Crazy Boy, a.k.a. Ellie, from J. Soul Brothers. What? <laughs> I think it is J. Soul Brothers, isn't it? it yeah, Crazy yeah, Boy, yeah. that's his nickname, Ellie. Yeah, yeah, well, his yeah. No, no, Ellie, no, a.k.a. Crazy it Boy. It is, yeah. it is. Yeah, when I saw that, I was just like... Because first I'm like, who's Crazy Boy? Because I, I didn't... The name, the nickname didn't hit me. Then I looked it up and I'm like, oh my god, they got Ellie. That was my reaction, like, wow, that's big. And not only do they have them, M-Flow is going to be there, of course, with Lisa. So you got the whole trio right there, the whole tripod. And that whole guest list together is amazing. Not only that, they have a little after party afterward, after all these guests. They got a little after party, and that includes Teddy Lloyd. Oh, my God. And DJ Taku, of course, dropping the beats. Oh my God, those those two. If those two collab, oh my goodness, I would um, love to got, hear that. Oh, you got one more DJ besides that. It's the DJ from Capsule. It's oh, Yasu Yasutaka Yasutaka Nakata. So having all three of those together for the after party is pretty freaking sweet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I I would. I would give my left leg to hear the tracks that those three combine those, with skill. Oh yeah, those three are gonna drop DJ Taku, Yasutaka, Nakata, and Teddy Lloyd. That's if, big. If you guys don't know who Teddy Lloyd is, Teddy Lloyd is he's up and coming well he he's been more established in the last year or two, but he was he was the next big thing for like EDM and transitioning into the EDM versions in Japan. He was the reason that uh, me 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 got popular um the mm -hmm. dalco song and girl if you guys know that if you guys know your internet culture there that those two tracks were produced and composed by Lloyd. and a lot of songs that dalco did was produced by Lloyd. so it's interesting that you know he he's gonna actually appear too and i, I can't wait actually I know, I'm really excited. So all the starts at about, I think, gates open at 5.30. They actually have a lot of tiers for tickets. So if I can go, which I don't know if I can get the vacation. I, I, I bought a house and I'm getting married later this year. So you can guess where all my vacation's going. Or my vacation pretty much went. But the VIP ticket is $250. And it includes, there are actually a couple VIPs. The VVIP includes a meet and greet. I want that. Uh, I would die that for that. so good. I would cry. <laughs> I actually probably would cry. So, and they have a couple other VIPs. A special seating. Um, you get in early for all the VIPs. They also have stadium. They have the general admission as well. The ticket prices are actually really reasonable. So if you live anywhere near LA, 
I'd check it out because they start at 40 bucks for general admission. Oh, that's actually really doable. <laughs> yes. They start at 40 Um, Like the general, kind of like in the, the rafters or whatever, the, the, what's it called, the upper levels, they're 40 Ground level for general is 60 For all those guests, that is a steal because if you think about all the metal festivals and how much those cost... I paid like 80 bucks for a metal festival a couple years ago and I only went for like three people but you think about how much I paid for that compared to this for general admission 60 bucks for all these amazing artists and it goes from 5.30 when the gates open till well whenever the after party ends I say that's pretty darn amazing um, you can't beat that price. And for the VIP, for the VVIP with the meet and greet, two fifty to meet everyone, to see that concert, and you get let in early. I would do that. I sh I would definitely do that because uh, <sighs> anyone want to put me up in a hotel in LA <laughs> and pay for my plane ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing to take a sick day for that. <laughs> Um, but it's, uh, check out OdaQuest, especially if you live anywhere near Cali. Even if you don't, and you have the means to fly out there, it's around 4th of July, you know, which is a holiday. Go ahead and do it. Bring in a 4th with a bang. Mm, mm. That's what I say. Uh, I highly recommend checking them out because they're going to keep doing these music festivals. They're going to keep bringing great Japanese artists here. We look great. We look forward to this because this is something I have been hoping, we all have been hoping for for years to get more Japanese artists over here. And I feel like lately, I feel like now with OdaQuest going on, we're getting baby metal concerts now, we're getting one OK Rock. I feel like this is possible and we can do this all over the US. But we need to support as much as we can the one going on in LA and OdaQuest. That way they show that, hey, we want this, we're fans, we want this. They, they can make it happen all over. That way it won't just be California, because I know not everyone can get out there. Maybe they can do it, you know, New York, Texas, Chicago, Kansas City, you know, big mm. cities that they see mm. people. I mean, Hyde's going to be in Kansas City. Baby Metal's going to be in Kansas City. Same with Chicago, you know? Like, think of all these other cities. If OdaQuest keeps doing good in L.A., it can, it, it'll continue maybe doing that throughout the U.S. eventually. And spreading throughout the world from there would also be a great possibility. So, I say support them as much as you can. You know, even if you you don't live super close, but you can still make it out, I highly recommend it. You will not be disappointed. Ah, oh, man. If, if I wasn't going on two more trips this year, I would go. I would really go. I know uh, if I wasn't getting married, I'd go, but I, I have, I <laughs> you kind of have to, <laughs> I know, I know. And plus, you know, if I didn't buy a house, actually, I probably would have went. I think that was the bigger thing because I was getting married no matter what, mm. you know, and I, we planned this, you know, but the house thing was not really, it was kind of planned, but if I wasn't, if I didn't buy a house, I would have went. But I'm excited about my wedding, so I would never cancel that for, you know, as much as I, I, I love my Japanese artists. I love my Japanese music. 
Which, I'm going to try to get an Mflow song played at my wedding. I'm still working on that. I can't decide which one. I haven't been able to decide which Mflow song I want played there. So if anyone has any suggestions of Mflow songs that would be good for a wedding, let me know. Send us a, uh, um, send me a message on Instagram. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. <laughs> so, or even any Japanese songs that are good wedding songs. I know of a few, but I would love to have an Mflow song because they're so much fun to dance to. Loop in my heart. I had that one on my list because I love that one. And I also had Missy on there because Missy is one of my favorite ones. Mm, either that or A Lot of Love. Oh, A Lot of Love is so much fun. I also had a, I love Bonnie Pink. Uh, yep, love, love, Bonnie song. Pink love, love Song. Love Song. Yeah, there's, so. there, there, there's, there's a couple. There's, and Starstruck. Starstruck, oh, yeah, let's yeah. go. Awesome. I, I, think, I think that would be a good um, Mr. and Mrs. song. Starstruck. Ooh, that would be that one's so much fun. I love that one. I'll be singing it the whole time. Actually, I'm gonna be doing some Mflow karaoke for my bachelorette party. Well, I I don't know if I should record that. <laughs> Please, maybe for well, fun. Well, 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 keep keep that on your personal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because I I've seen what happens uh, a little bit after what what you do and uh, <laughs> uh karaoke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be fun. <laughs> so I just, I just hope everyone enjoyed this episode, and I wanted to share my experience with Mflow, and it was the best experience. If anyone ever has a, if anyone has a chance, go see them. They are amazing live, and I, I could not ask for a better experience. This made me getting no sleep at all, and being up for over twenty four hours worth everything. And I was so excited at work, even though none of my coworkers know who they are. I showed them the photo. Oh my god, look who I got a photo with! Oh my god, look who I got to meet! I'm so excited. So yes, my poor coworkers had to deal with me doing that, you know, and then explaining who Mflo was. <laughs> so yeah, because first thing I got, oh, what you do in Chicago? Oh my god, you gotta see. <laughs> so. I was very, very excited, and I'm still excited, and this is going to be ingrained in my mind of this experience and actually getting to talk with them, and it felt so personal, and for me, that meant everything, that that they are so personal with people and really care about their fans. I I just have so much respect and for them, and I love them so much. They are just amazing. But yeah, I mean... Where can we find information on the Lovely Music Festival? So you can go to live.otaquest.com. So it's L-I-V-E dot O-T-A-Q-U-E-S-T dot com. And it has information on the site where you can get your tickets. Mm. And it has also information on the venue as well. And also, this will probably be... Be on the site by the time this episode airs. So check out the site too. Um, we have a lot more information about it. And, you know, we can't wait for requests to actually take off a little bit more. And hopefully we can see it expand into other areas in the U.S. I would like them to come here, but I know that is a long shot on my end. <laughs> that would be really cool. It might be a possibility because if you think about it, I'll... A lot of 
you do see a good amount of Japanese artists go to Hawaii. Yeah, for vacation. <laughs> I was going to say that. I didn't want to be a jerk. Uh, only, only for vacation. <laughs> you know, there, there was a... Uh, a lot, of the, a lot of the AKB people, they come here all the time. Like the former ones that graduated, they come here all the time. There's a, there's a model that comes here all the freaking time too. But they only. Jamosa went there. Jamosa yeah. goes there a lot. I love Jamosa. So and Mel, well, Melody goes to visit her family. And yeah, well, because her so. her parents own a, like a like a restaurant or something. Like that, mm-hmm. I, I want to go there when I visit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, hopefully you love this little episode. Well, it's as, as long as a regular episode at this point. <laughs> Sorry, that's my nah. fault. I got no, too no, 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 no. It's good to hear your experiences with this, and I'm so happy that you know this experience. You were given something that not much people were able to do, honestly, because yeah. my my experience with Kawaiikon wasn't really too good, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But that and- was that's. More the booker side, more than the artist side. Oh, yeah. And I will say this. Like, ASEN is so good with booking. And I've been going there for a... I've been going to ASEN for a long time. I I don't go every year. But I will say they do a good job booking. And they ha- know how to treat their guests. And they know how to treat the fans who go. So I'm hoping maybe in the future you can meet me there. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, you know, with that, you can find us on the social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Ongakudu. You can follow the site at Ongakudu.com. You can find me at OTYCAN1. And where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on Insta at NerdyCollectorLuna. You can find me on Twitter at LunaMaria87. That is my personal one, but I don't really... It's okay. You guys can still follow me. I don't tweet that much. <laughs> except Game of Thrones stuff, but that's over now. Yeah, I'm that's sad. over. That's over. We're not going to get into that because I feel no, empty. I feel empty. I but... do too. <laughs> and you DJ can't... Taku, if you're listening, how do, you, how do you feel about that episode? I'm really curious. Oh, yeah. I forgot he watches Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a huge Game of Thrones fan. I did get to bring that up a little bit and he told me he doesn't want it to end and I'm like I don't either <laughs> there's not <laughs> enough time so that's all I'll say about that <laughs> there's uh, but yeah you can also find Gray at Ongaku Gray and you can also find our other other co-hosts our guest co-hosts at uh, Renford at Renford D but yeah, I want to thank you very, very much for listening to this. I, it was a, supposed to be a point five, but point five episode of Angaka to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna wishing you a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode. Jamatane. <laughs>